Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Are you hearing me? Matthew chapter 6, verse number 24. I'll be talking about money as a spiritual rank. Wow. Money as what? A spiritual rank. Money as a spiritual rank. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 24. One, two, three, go. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. One more time. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So according to Jesus in that verse, who are the two masters? Who are the two masters? God and mammon. God and mammon. What is mammon? Mammon is money. But if I want to go deeper, mammon is a demon behind money. But for now, let's leave it that way. Mammon is money. Now, it's interesting that Jesus puts God and money at par, at the same level. And he considers money as something that can be saved. The way we save God. He's not using a different word on how we save God and the different word on saving man. It's the same word, serve. Worship. Bow to it. Kneel to it. Then he says, no one is capable of saving these two things at the same time. In other words, simultaneously. And what tends to happen is you end up being devoted to one and despise the other. And then Jesus makes a conclusion. Says you end up hating one and loving the other. So you cannot save both God and money at the same time. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Now, uh, if you look at the whole Bible, there's nothing that has ever been compared to Jehovah God. God is always the most high, the highest. Until Jesus appears on the scene, he puts God and man at the same level. The devotion that people have to money is equal to the devotion that people have to God. Yes. The way you are crazy about God is how people are crazy about getting money out there. Oh, yes. Am I right? Oh, yes. I am right. I am right. So many people will do whatever it takes to go and get money. But they will do less to go and find God. They will wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning to go to their jobs. And be there five minutes, ten minutes before the time. Oh, yes. Come rain, come sunshine. Come sit in a cold, come Queensland heat. They will make it on time. But when it comes to church, only us we come on time. Oh, yes. <laughs> We are fanatic about our God. So we come here on a Friday. We come here, some of us, on a Saturday. Some of us are here. We are also fanatic about our God. Oh, yes. The way people are devoted to finding money is how we are also devoted to searching for Jehovah God. Amen. We pray. We fast. We read the scriptures. We do whatever we can take to find him. But now, Jesus is very interesting that he puts God and man at the same, at the same level. Wow. Very disturbing. I don't know if you're hearing me. So the Bible shows us that God himself considers money to be a master. The Bible puts God and money together and it says save one. Meaning it puts God and money to have the same ranking in the hearts of man. Same ranking. Are you hearing me? Now when you go to Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse number 19. Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Are you following? We are following. Or you are being followed? 
We are following, Papa. You are following. Oh, yes. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse number 19. I want you to notice what the Bible says. One, two, three, go. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. One more time. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Money answereth what? Not just a few things. Money answereth all things. You see, there's, there's only one who is capable of answering all things. Who is he? God, Jehovah God. And yet here we find another thing that answers all things. Wow. It is called money. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. This is disturbing. Because the only one we know who is capable of answering all things is Jehovah God. Oh, yes. And the Bible even says there's nothing impossible unto him. He answers our prayer. Even before you call unto him, he shall answer you. He shall say, here I am. What is your issue? Talk to me. And yet we find something else that answers all things as well. It is called money. It answers all things. Notice some things. Meaning that the more money you have, the less prayer requests. Come on, talk to me. Yeah, because if you analyze your prayer petitions, 80% have something to do with money somewhere, somehow. <laughs> Am I right? The reason why people from Africa pray a lot is because we don't have a good health system. Yes. So we are left with only one master. Jehovah God, we don't have the money master. Amen. <laughs> so we push him so hard. We pray hard. We fast hard. We seek his face hard. We read the scriptures. We believe hard. Because without him, you are, you are done. Oh, yes. And yet when you go to some other societies where they've got plenty of money, they've got a family doctor. <laughs> Whenever something goes wrong, it's a phone call. Hello. I just felt a twitch somewhere here. <laughs> a twitch? In Africa, you just hold it in the name of Jesus. I command you, be healed, retire, Baba. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> you have to keep working. I don't know whether you're hearing me. So this is why you find, you will not even find a billionaire on a prayer line. Because money has already done the job. This is why when Jesus came in the book of Luke chapter number 4. What was his manifesto? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the good news to the billionaires. No. To preach the good news to who? The poor. The first people on Jesus' manifesto were the poor. I know others who try to make it spiritual. Spiritually poor, no. Everybody was spiritually poor, so there's no need to put a category as poor. Yes. There was not even one righteous when Jesus came. Is that correct? Oh, yes. So there was no, there's no point putting a category on that particular group if everybody was in the group. That's a divine insanity. <laughs> so the poor meant the poor. People were hopeless. Because in the Jewish society, when you are poor, it was almost impossible for you to change ranks. Yes. You were stuck in that group of poor people. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So Jesus came with a message of hope. That in Christ, there's going to be a change of ranks. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter the circumstances at your birth. There is a second chance to be born again. When you are born a second time in Christ, oh boy, you become a joint heir together with him. Oh yes. What a hope. 
who owned nothing, now you own everything in Christ Jesus. Ha! I receive. Are you following me? We are following. Is it happening? Oh, yes. So, so, Jesus' target, first target group, where they what? The poor. Luke chapter 4. Give me the verse. You know where it is. They'll find it. My media team know the verses. <laughs> uh -huh. We got it. Verse number 18. Amen. One, two, three, go. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath anointed me. In other words, poverty can never be broken without an anointing. He hath anointed me to what? Preach the gospel to the what? Poor. He hath sent me to heal the what? In other words, a broken heart can never be mended except by the anointing. Deliverance can never take place unless there's an anointing. Oh, yes. I don't know if you're hearing me. Recovery of sight to the blind can never take place except by the anointing. Ha! Talk about setting at liberty them that are bruised. It cannot happen by the what? The anointing. And of course, verse number 20, he announces, uh, sorry, verse number 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the Jubilee. Thank God this is my Jubilee year. Oh, yes. Amen. This year is my acceptable year of the Lord. So I should be in Hawaii right now. Or Denara. It's a year of rest. It's a period of rest. Someone said, that's my story. That's my story. So we are still in that year up to now. So, what am I driving at? Are you following me? He was anointed first to speak to the poor before other ministrations because he knew that if he deals with the poor first, 80% of their problems will be solved. Some sickness just need a five-star hotel bed. Some headaches just need a glass of water in Dubai or in a, no prayer, no healing, just the spiritual rank of money. You see, there's, there, there's something that we need to appreciate. People with money, they tend to live some good life of some sort. Because there are some things that you need to rest. Just, just a good rest. Oh, yes. You know, your pillow is... Your bed is. You wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, Papa, I need a prayer. But what if we just change your bed? Oh, yes. <laughs> Amen. What, what if we just change your pillow? <laughs> now, the first thing I do when I go into a hotel bed, I press it. <laughs> and the pillow. I'm telling you. Asking my protocol. They can't just book a shikolo for me. <laughs> there are some pillows you put your head there, all you dream about are demons and what. <laughs> Not that there are demons in there. Oh, yes. But the pillow is poking you the whole night. <laughs> but some beds you lie in, just. <sighs> you dream you're in heaven. Oh, yes. Is that correct? Oh, yes. I'm telling you. I was, doing, I was talking to you about, about something. He said, no, son, there are some things that are not a sickness, but there's pain because of repeated body posture. Amen. Ah, come on, talk to me. Oh, yes. He said there's pain there because of what? Repeated body posture. The reason why when you get older, you start feeling pains everywhere and anywhere, it's, of, it's because of bad posture. Because as you grow older, your muscles are losing what, what, and then you find yourself walking like this. 
And yet your back has always been straight up. Now when you get older, hunched up, so you end up getting pains that you shouldn't be having at all. Amen. So I told God, I said, me, I shall be walking like this at the age of 120 years of age. Oh, yes. I said, I refuse to bend. I shall walk my chest out at the age of 120. Yeah. Someone say, yeah. 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 Are you learning something? Oh, yes. I'm talking about money as what? A spiritual rank. I'm talking about purpose. So don't forget, I'm talking about what? Purpose. It's a sound of purpose. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. So when the devil wanted to attack Job, the first thing that he took away was his wealth. <laughs> You're not hearing me. We are following when the devil wanted to attack Job, what was the first thing he took away? His wealth. Meaning the reason why the devil couldn't attack him was because of his wealth. His wealth was the covering. He even got sick at the end because his covering was taken. It is harder to kill a rich man than it is to kill a poor man. Because money gives you rank, money gives you protection. Yes. Rich people have got access to resources. It gives them a rank. It gives them a position. Are you following what I'm saying? They've got security around them. So you can't just walk up to them and slap them. They will baptize you before you reach there. I don't know if they're hearing me. Oh, yes. Are you following what I'm saying? We are following, Papa. Mm? Oh, yes. You are following? You see, when you go to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse number 12. Okay, let's start from 11 into 12. Sorry. 11 into 12, so we can put a bit of context. Context. One, two, three, go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Can two, we read can we like in streams international? Okay, one, two, three, go. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and by it there is profit to them that see the sun. For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. For wisdom is a defense. And <laughs> money is also what? A defense. It's in your Bible. Wisdom is a defense. But also money is a what? Money is a defense. Very important for you to understand. So money... Gives you ranking in the spirit. Because money is a spirit. And money can only be handled by those who are spirits. The more spiritual you are, the more money you have. Wow. You see, when you take your time to understand the rich and the power behind their riches and everything else, you find that there are very few who are neutral. Very few who are neutral. Most of them, it's either they are in the good or in the, yes, amen. In the other dimension. Money is a spiritual entity. That's why there are a lot of spiritual things involved with money. That's why those with money, they would rather sponsor that activity and that activity. Oh, oh yes, we are following, Papa. Those activities that you know, that I will not mention on the pulpit. Amen. You can come to my office, I'll give you the list. 
<laughs> and that's why the devil will fight a child of God to make sure that you have no money. Yes. If there's a battle, the devil will fight with everything and he may lose on salvation. You get saved. But the next battle of line, the next front is on your finances. He will fight your finances with everything that he can. Oh, yes. To make sure that as a child of God, you have no finances. Yes. To make sure that as a church, you are poor. Yes. I don't know the hearing, man. Oh, yes. You receive attack after attack in the area of your finances. Because he wants you to be praying about provision every single prayer petition. The church is almost useless today. In part, because they are broke. That's why even during COVID-19, they closed the church. But every Danimafe shop was open. That's right. Do we know Danimafe? Oh, yes. The church was considered an essential. By, by your information, brothels were even opened. I'm talking about brothels. Yeah. They were left open. But the church was what? Closed. So which means, as children of God, we need to begin to think differently when it comes to empowerment. You cannot fulfill your purposes unless and until somewhere, somehow, you are, you are empowered financially. Amen. You need financial empowerment as a child of God. Oh, yes. To be able to fulfill the things that God has called you to do. Because no matter how much anointed you are, if you don't have the means of taking the gospel to the world, Jesus said, take this gospel to the ends of the world. You will not walk on foot from Malawi to come to Australia. That's nonsensical thinking. You will not go into, uh, into PNG and tell them, I need this stadium for free. I want to preach the good news. Amen. You will not go to Fiji Airways and tell them, I'm a prophet. Can I have a free seat? My daughter, after intercession, we do the whole night prayer petitions. Free seat on Fiji Airways in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Free seat on Fiji Airways in the name of Jesus. We want to go and preach the gospel. Oh, Lord, you said we should go preach the gospel. And then on the morning, you walk up at the airport in faith. <laughs> oh, yes. You see how crazy it sounds? <laughs> they will not even check you in to, to go and begin fighting the pirates. No. You stand in no chance. The most dangerous child of God is a child of God who is empowered financially. Even witches fear him because of the potential he she uh, has to advance the kingdom. A poor Christian is easily defeated because witches can see that there is no money for offering. So they are weak, they are weak in speech ammunition. You know, an offering. Someone's offering. Offering. There's a prophecy in the Bible that failed, given by prophet Elisha. He prophesied to the king of Israel. He said, when you go there, you're going to win. You're going to defeat the enemies. You have victory. Prophecy given. So they were the king of, um, uh, it, was, it was a prophecy to Jehoshaphat. He had three, two other kings with him. So there were three kings against one king. And on top of that prophecy that they were going to win. The Bible says the king is, I think, of the Ammonites. Tried his best to put together his best army to break through at the weakest point in the army of Israel and the Edomites. And there were three of them. But the Bible says he could not. After trying his best, he could not break through. So he said, uh-huh. Sacrifice. The Bible says he took his firstborn went on the wall of the city and he built an altar there and offered his firstborn on the altar. The battle turned around. Oh. It was against Israel. 
It was against Israel. They lost, went back home. They didn't conquer the city. What made him win the battle? Sacrifice. Someone says sacrifice. Sacrifice. So if money is a spiritual, if there's mammon behind money, Jesus calls it mammon. And that thing is at par with Jehovah God. It means as a child of God, when you begin to sacrifice. That's why the enemy makes sure you don't have it. Yes, amen. The moment you begin to sacrifice and give, you alter spiritual realities. This king who had a prophecy against him altered the spiritual realities, altered the course of prophecy by just offering a sacrifice. Oh. We always think Jesus was not interested in sacrifices, but that's not true. Because when he was in the temple, he sat next to where people were giving him. He was looking and quickly counting mentally. Those notes there, they look like $200. Okay. Until this woman comes. She puts in the smallest. Puts in the smallest. But it was all she had. Yes, amen. Talk about sacrifice. Sacrifice is not tied to the amount no, you can give 10,000, but that's probably the change you give your children to go and to, to, to McDonald's. <laughs> Amen. Is that true? Yeah. So money, the Bible says, money is a defense. Meaning without money, you are not covered. Money gives you a ranking because you are, uh, because you are immune to certain attacks and spirits. A man with money is a man with potential. Without money, you cannot do anything yet. With money, you can do a lot for the kingdom of God. Oh, yes. This is what gives you a rank in the spirit. Imagine if we wanted to buy a building. This one, we are, we are, we are, we are leasing. Imagine if we want to buy our own land. You know, the other day I drove that direction, Narilani, from our house, Narilani, that direction. I kept on going. I found a land that looks like Israel. A land of hills and what? Valleys. I said, God. God, why can't you give me part of this land? Oh, yes. A land of hills and what? Valleys. Why can't we have part of this? Where we can build our temple. We can build a church. We can build what we want to build. A school. Build what we what want to do in that place. And turn it into a spiritual camp. Where people can come and be trained and be empowered, anointed, and go into there to preach the gospel. I said, God, why can't you give us this land? But you see, the secret behind it is money. It's not prayer. It's money, not prayer. Are you hearing me? We speak in tongues. Long rabos. Hekatayama. But Bill Gates doesn't need any tongues. We just go, I need this whole land here. Can you put out all these tenants? Who put them out. Whatever money they ask you for, give it to them. Get them out of here. I need this land. And then the farmers will say, oh, mine, $2 million. Yeah, here, get out. How can I take my, leave everything there, just go. Oh, this is yes. what's happening in, where I live in Ostro. Amen. People are just walking out of the house with the bags of money going, leaving everything behind. So me, I'm looking at the house, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> but what did that? It's money. Yes. Uh, you're not even hearing. Oh, me. yes. We're following. What did it? Money. money. Someone say money. Money. You see? See. You see, even physics calls energy potential. 
Why is it potential? It's because of the energy stored in an object due to its position or condition. So if I take this thing, I put it up there, it has got what potential? I have given it energy up there. Are you hearing me? It's interaction with the laws of gravity who make it move to the ground. Boom. Because I gave it energy. It's, it was potential. Are you hearing me? It was what? Potential. So you as a child of God, the moment you've got access to finances, you've got access to potential. Oh, yes. You're a carrier of potential. Oh, yes. Wherever there's a need, you can release it because there's a need. But it begins with what? Potential. Are you hearing me? And this is where we children of God, we need to begin not only pray, but also begin to think. How do we get access to resources? The church has preached the gospel of poverty for too long. No. Poverty will not take us anywhere. Poverty is not empowerment. Poverty is not humility. Amen. Poverty is not holiness. Someone say, my story is changing. My story is changing. Can't you enjoy life here? And enjoy it there too. Why should you suffer here and don't look forward? In the by and by. <laughs> Beyond the skies. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. And then you're busy looking for holes to hire. I remember those days when I was in uni. I mean, I had nothing. I was just a student. We used to pray a lot just to get a little bit of money to go and do a crusade. I used to do crusades almost every weekend when I was in college. Just a little bit of money. So the little pocket money my dad would send me, I would keep it for bus fares. I would catch a bus to somewhere, and then the fare has finished. I have to walk the rest of the journey. I would be walking for three hours, four hours one way to go and preach the gospel at a high school. When I finished there, because everyone is so broke, they would give me a glass of water to drink after the preaching. Like, hallelujah. You know, not even a Fanta. They couldn't even afford a Fanta. <laughs> and then after that, I walk another three, four hours back to the main road to catch a bus back to college. Wow. Be so thankful to get back to college. You know, then I would eat my dinner. <laughs> People have gone through things in this life. Oh, yes. To be where I am. Oh, yes. I was telling him, I used to go preach in the jungle, in the villages, sleep on the floor. Not even a, a mattress. Not even a bed. Just a mat. And at night, ants would come out from the mat and begin to bite me. And then I'm like, hey, who is biting me now? <laughs> then I would put on a torch, see that they're ants, because they're smelling something good. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so now they come out to bite me. I don't know they're hearing me. We are following. So when you understand what I'm explaining, when it comes to finances, when you are financially loaded, you have got a lot of potential to do a lot of good things for the kingdom of God. Oh, yes. The opposite is true for poverty. Proverbs 19, verse number 7. I'm finishing, don't worry. And then we'll do some prophetic gymnastics. Oh, yes. Proverbs 19, verse number 7. Proverbs 19.7. Are you learning something? Oh, yes. I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about what? Purpose. Proverbs 19.7. I want you to see something there. One, two, three, go. All the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursueth them with words, yet they are wanting to, to him. 
<laughs> All the brethren of the poor do what? Don't you, don't you see this in your families? Extended families? When you are loaded financially, everything starts with you. Let's ring Uncle Jesse. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll not make that decision. Uncle Jesse hasn't spoken yet. Even, when, even if there's a funeral, you are the guy who's there waiting to hear from you. You tell them when things will happen, how things will happen, because you are what? But the poor guy may be there sitting in that meeting. They, are, they will not ask him for anything. <laughs> are you hearing me? Is that making sense? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm the firstborn in my family, but not just the firstborn. God has blessed me. To be the pillar of the family. Are you getting me? Oh, yes. So there are things that they will be discussing. No, no, let's hear from the prophet. What is what? Not because of anything. Because they know I've got the financial muscle to push the thing to happen. Yes. Is that making sense? I'm praying that God, you know, I've, oh, let me change my prayer. I used to pray a lot that God bless me with his sons and daughters with money. But God bless them. But I discover each time they get money, they run. Each time they get money, they run. I changed my prayer. I said, no, 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 no. Bless me, not them. <laughs> oh, yes. Some of them, I would even pick them from being nobodies, put them in school, help them with the schoolwork, me doing their homework. They graduate with a degree. They send me an email. Papa, I believe it's the right time to go, to move on. I'm moving on to what? From where to where? <laughs> now I said, God bless me. <laughs> I changed my prayer petition. But the point I'm trying to show in that verse, look at the verse. He pursues his friends with words. He can't say, let's have a cup of coffee. Uh, you're missing the point. Give me the verse again. How does he make friendship with what? Words. But the rich guy, he says, we have a yacht. From Sydney to Tasmania. Oh, yes. Cruise. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Who are you? Um, I'm the property developer, the one who developed um, the Sydney Crown Casting. Oh, it's you. Wow. Who are you? I know I'm the guy who is developing this thing. I'm, they meet in their circles. Oh, yes. They have good meetings where they meet. They discuss big things. Who are you? Oh, me, I'm the architect. I do this. Oh, you're the one. Oh, I've got a project. And you can help me. You see, you cannot find yourself in those meetings. That's right. How do you even begin to put your leg in there? <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Your access to those dimensions is what? Money. Money. The more you have it, the more you have got access in those levels. Oh, yes. Don't think about all these politicians thinking that they, things are happening in a straight way. Things don't happen in a straight way. Don't think these things only happen in Malawi. Even in Australia, they're happening. Amen. People give, give each other projects. Because of financial status. Oh, yes. Because of financial rank. I'm telling you. Multi-million dollar projects. Just a phone call. Hey, there's a project here. Can you do it? How much? Oh, $7.9 million. Oh, yeah, that's fine. So, so what, what? They talk. They talk, 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 talk. Because of money. And you are busy praying for the government to change. <laughs> ah! There are some things we don't need prayer. Are you hearing me? There are some things we just need to be financially empowered. 
Oh, yes. And advance the kingdom. And advance our agenda. Amen. There are some agendas today which have got a lot of funding behind them. They're making a big impact. Not because it's a good agenda, but it has got good finances behind it. They're able to advance their agenda. Are you following me? Oh, yes. So, the relatives of the poor despise them. How much more with their friends they avoid them? Though the poor plead with them, their friends are gone. So a poor man has no ranking of money, and that's why he's despised even by his own family. Even nature fails to protect him or her because there's a portion of covering that only money can bring that is missing. If your own blood can hate you because you are poor, it makes sense why Jesus addressed poverty as his first target so that people can live in peace and harmony. Second of uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. From verse number 1 to verse number 10. I want you to notice something as I finish. So the Bible says, and you hath he made alive. You hath he quickened. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past you walked. According to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. In the last of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath even as others. But God who is rich in mercy. For his great love. Wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins. Hath quickened us together with the Christ. For by grace you are saved. And hath raised us up together and has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding greatness of his riches towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Verse number 10 says what? For we are God's handiwork. Ah, you are not hearing me. For we are his what? Wakemanship. It means the handwork. When you talk about workmanship, you are talking about an, a piece of art. You are not just talking about the shikorokoro, the boroboro, whatever you make we call them. This is a piece of art. For we are God's what? Workmanship. <laughs> not creation. But workmanship, in other words, you are a piece of art. Recreated. Created there, it's, it's not the best translation. You should have been recreated because you were created in Adam. Oh, yes. But you were recreated in Christ. Oh, yes. <laughs> say, neighbor. Neighbor. Hey. Hey. Say, I catch that revelation. I catch that revelation. You see, you were created in Adam, but you were recreated in Christ. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. So, when you look at that verse, for we are his workmanship, uh-huh, recreated in who? Christ Jesus unto what? So, in other words, there's a design that went into you for good works. Those good works are not only casting out demons and healing the sick and raising the dead. Ah, it's the good works that I'm talking about. Most of you have got a desire to do good. You want to feed the poor. You want to feed the homeless people. You want to do something for the gospel to advance the kingdom. But you are not able to do all the good works. Why? Because there's one thing missing in your oh, life. Oh, yes. There's one thing missing. There's one missing one missing thing in your life. You are not financially empowered. And yet the Bible says you are, you are God's handworkmanship. You are God's masterpiece, which has been designed unto. In other words, you are purpose-built. You are purpose-built, purpose-wired, purpose-programmed unto good works. Oh, yes. So sometimes you find yourself doing bad works not because by design, because by design, you are designed unto good works. You may end up being stingy, not by design. But you've got little to go around. Oh, yes. 
You may want to help, but you don't have the means to, for helping. Not because it's your heart not to help, but it's your pocket not to help. Your heart is wanting to help. Oh, yes. Your bank account is telling an opposite story. When your heart is telling a positive story. Amen. Someone say, I disconnect. I disconnect. You are wired for good works. Are you hearing me? You are designed for good works. So the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Are you hearing me? I know that we limit that the application of that scripture only to healing, deliverance. But what about feeding those who had no food? Didn't he feed 5,000 men? Oh, yes. Didn't he feed 4,000 men? Didn't he tell Peter to go and catch a fish and take money from the mouth of a piece of a fish? Didn't he do all that? And Johnny told you there are so many things Jesus did which are not even written in this book. Do we know what else he did? Do we know what else he did? Which is not even written in that book. He said, but these have been chosen for you to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So could they have left out other things that Jesus did? And only picked the ones which signified his spiritual essence. Yes. And left off his human essence. Oh, yes. You are wired for good works. It's always in you, you want to help, but you don't have the means. It's always in you, you want to build. It's not, I've got a daughter. She came and said, Dad, you know what? I have only one prayer petition. God should empower me financially because I want to build his house. Yes. I said, I know, I know your heart, my daughter. I am praying for you. The heart is there. But the means. The means. Someone said the means. The means. So when you talk about purpose, mm, are you following me? We are following the Bible says, for we are what? His workmanship. If you look at that verse in the Amplified Version, give me the Amplified Version. Time to finish. Look, one, two, three, go. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. Did you see that? Re what? Recreated. Because you were created in Adam. God could not create you in Christ. I had to recreate you in Christ Jesus. Born anew. That we may do those good works. Which God predestined. Planned beforehand for us. Oh, Maruka Doska has him. Taking parts which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living Kataya Maseteriaso. Hey! Living the what? The good life. Hey. Someone say good life. Good life. Breakfast, you just eat it. Witty bigs. Witty bigs. Witty bigs. Can't you have a good table? Has, hasn't God prepared a table in the presence? Imagine God preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, yes. Just witch beaks. <laughs> or a sandwich with what? Vegemite. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because this is the best I can do for you. Vegemite and a sandwich. Hey. Not my God. Someone say, not my God. Not my God. When God has prepared a table... For you in the presence, in the presence of your enemies. Oh, yes. It's a table that will make your enemies go, ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> I receive. Someone receive it. I receive it. Long Rabo Shatara Messiah. I receive. Which God hath prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
I have a problem with spiritualizing things always. We are always thinking of healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. It's okay. But we are still on earth. Yes. Are you hearing me? The world does not only need the spiritual things. Money answers all things as well. Those homeless people there, those homeless people you meet on those streets, you know, when I'm driving around the street, I see them, I'm going, okay, what can I do, Lord? Can't I, can't I have properties where these people can just come and live there for free? Yes, amen. I worked in the housing department when I was in Townsville. My, my job was actually to house refugees. Are you hearing me? So I was dealing with the Department of Housing every single day. Every single day. So I understand the way they charge their money. It's just the housing department, but they pay. I, was, I used to think, no, no, but God, can't you empower us financially? We can have free accommodation. Yes. Ah, you're not hearing me. Oh, yes. Free what? Accommodation. And the Lord gave me a vision. He said, son, uh, one day you shall build houses. In those houses, you shall house young girls who have become pregnant. And these young girls are being forced to abort their babies. You shall take them into these houses for free. Oh, yes. You shall take care of them. You shall feed them. You shall have a program to help them to adopt out these babies if they don't want to keep them. Are you hearing me? Some people end up ab aborting their children not because they want to, but they have no means to support the child. Oh, yes. And the churches, all we do is to pray against abortion. What kind of nonsense is that? Can't we create pathways? Can't we create means? Oh. The church needs to wake up. Oh, yes. Amen. We can never be relevant as a church until we begin to answer the problems of the world. People would rather go to Bill Gates than go to the church. Because Bill Gates will answer their problems. Yeah, amen. And yet we are here. All we sing is, I am the light of the world. <laughs> okay, let me change it. All we prophesy is, I am the light of the world. Can you become that light today? And begin to shine. Oh, yes. See. And begin to show forth the great works of your Jehovah God. Oh, yes. So that people can see you as the answer. People can see you as their solution. Someone say, I receive it. I receive it. <sighs> Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.